Well, welcome to episode one of The Voice. <laughs> Let's go! The Voice of the Valley. Oh my goodness. Wow. How, how did that come to be, Rex? Uh, we have you down now, for those of you that are listening for the first time, at our <laughs> Man Up Conference 2023 here in Co- at College Street Victory Church in Chilliwack. Yes. British Columbia. Yes. And man, last Incredible night was fire. Place. What a great night. And to wow. see so many, you know, not just you have an amazing, powerful group of men, but then all these people new that are hungry, people traveling from the East Coast, yeah, from right. middle Canada, just to be in this environment where they can pivot, they can break through in areas that have been challenged or people coming to look to what is this buzz that's yeah, happening in the middle of the valley? <laughs> What's happening? We're supposed to, and you know, it's almost like this, it's a coming out party of Canada from all the COVID junk. And you're like, Oh my gosh, but this isn't coming out. There's a fire here and people are coming to feed the fire that's in them or they're tired of living in smoke and they want to catch fire. Come on, (laughs) let's go, let's go. They're tired of the government blowing smoke up. Whatever it might be, they they want to live life intentionally, not by default, uh, but by design. And you know, there's something that happens when a spark ignites a room full of men (laughs) that have been positioned, like you say, positioned for such a time as this. And God wants to do something through the men in the valley, and not just in the valley, but all around the world. The Lord has given us a voice. Uh, I think you mentioned, you know, we're we're riding, we're just, it came from the golf course, but you had mentioned with Ezekiel and the dry bones. Mm -hmm. Why don't you expand a little bit on that and uh, the power of the voice, the power of, uh, of speaking things into existence. Well, yeah, from the beginning, as you just said, from the design of man, and that's what you see crying out in the world, is dominion. Dominion was spoke. It's in the DNA of man. That's why people don't feel good when they're under. They don't feel Mm. good when they're sick. They don't feel good when they are defeated. They don't feel good when they're being crushed by vices that they should be conquering. People Mm. don't feel good in pain or in bondage. They know they were meant for dominion. And so that speaks out to them. And most people use it through a perverted lens, but something happens powerful when you reconnect to the source because a product is only as good as its source. Come on. Is that invention only works with the inventor's intention in mind. Come on. And so when someone is reconciled to a relationship with God, they find what that dominion is for, and they literally find their voice. They find their purpose. That's what's happening at College Street. People aren't just finding their identity. They're finding back again that they were made to have authority in their life and not let outside events, circumstances, even their past, not just mock them, but put them on mute. Come on. And where they've lost their voice, they've lost their sound. Mm. And your voice is powerful because it's part of your calling. It's part of your makeup. Your voice gives you access. It lets you let your desires and things be known. And so you brought up a great point. I mean, this is back in the history of Israel, the country, uh, years back, and they were under a really tough situation to where their own choices had created their challenges. Mm, That's (laughs) good. Come on. It's about choices. I think it's kind of like, (laughs) you know, choices create or they crush. You know what I mean? Choices people make, put them in bad spots, but Mm. also new good choices can get them out of a bad spot, put them on the right trajectory to do something better. So no matter where our listeners are at, you know, one new good choice you make can change the trajectory and the direction and the destination of where you end up. So Come on. maybe you can't change the destination overnight, but you can change the direction in a moment. 
Come on. And with one new decision that you're committed to being, whether that's a better lover, showing up for your kids, your grandkids, your your nieces, and a more powerful way, maybe showing up generous in your world. Maybe just showing up and being joyful and choosing joy because pain's always available and suffering's always available, but so is joy. Yeah, so much on. good. And when you look for opportunities, it's amazing what you can find. So how I many know just life can change on a moment of a choice? Yeah. Reconnecting with your faith in God's word, not in faith in your feelings, can change your outlook because God's word can enlighten your eyes where you see beyond the circumstance. That's what's so powerful about the Bible. But with Ezekiel, he was a prophet and he was a God's voice. Like I say, you could prophet could be like a voice of God. And God awoken him and he gave him a vision of an incredible of a valley. Mm-hmm. And he said he looked upon, and all these things were disconnected. All these Ooh. people's lives were disconnected. They called them dry bones in Ezekiel 37. And a couple of chapters previously, he said, can I find a man mm. to stand in the gap? I believe he's saying, he's, I'm not just looking for someone that can criticize what's obvious. I don't need a prophet obvious. I get what the situation is. I don't need you to tell me how bad it is, yeah, come on. how bad the statistics are, yep. how angry you are at what's going on around you, kind of like in our day. Yeah. You can only complain about something, but it doesn't change it. That's and right. nobody complains about gravity because you can't change it. No. you got to find a way to make it work. I come haven't on. seen anybody in the world curse gravity out yeah. yet. <laughs> come on. I've seen them yell at other things, but just not cuss out gravity. And it's just a fact of life. So he said, I'm looking for a man. And he takes him and gives him a vision of things disconnected, Hmm. things that were dry, or we would say withered that have lost their power. If we look right now, I think it's very co, you know, synergizing with the world. Uh, According to Harvard psychology, 81 or 82% of people in the world believe their future, they're powerless to create it. Come on. They've been so used to disappointment. Defeat and other people making them decisions for them about their health, their economy, Mm -hmm. how they're going to raise their kids, what's going to happen. They've thought, why try anymore? You have that kind of defeat, and then you start to think of, well, you know what? Why try? I don't want to be disappointed anymore. So you fall into a place where your heart gets sick and your heart gets broken. And so why even try? And they've settled there. And in that place, you lose vision for the future. Mm -hmm. So you either remain where you are, you revert back to your past. And you're like, okay, well, then I guess I'm just going to have to try to survive where I am. If we look right now, powerlessness is rampant in the world. If we look from Argentina, if we look to Israel, if we look to Canada, if we look to and we can blame our government, and there's plenty of blame to go around because they've screwed us all. They've they've lied to us all. I don't want to say that in a, not a curse word. They've lied to us all for their own agenda. Mm. And this is a place where people have felt powerless, but I feel there's an awakening happening just as God awoken a man named Ezekiel. And powerlessness, let me say this, if you feel powerless to change your past, you're going to feel guilty about your present. Whoo, say that again. If you feel powerless to change your past, you feel guilty in your present. That guilt starts to unravel your confidence, as mm-hmm. condemnation can destroy your confidence. And some of you say, well, oh my gosh, like, well, shoot, you know, uh, I'm so competent, I'm so skilled, I got gifting and ability. Notice, I want you to know something. The devil can't steal your competence. That's why he always erodes you through your confidence. And if he can get you to revert back to what you did, who you used to be, areas where you struggled, didn't follow through, then he can get you to repeat the past, and the past becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy wow. or a six-cycle carousel that steals confidence. And if you don't have confidence, you don't have joy. Wow, yeah. You don't have any joy. You don't have any strength. You go down and you're powerless. If you feel powerless to change your future, though, you feel worried, concerned, 
powerless to help your kids become mm -hmm. who they can become. You see greatness in them. You see teachers in them. You might see a mechanic in them. You might see an IT brilliant mind in them. You might see a medical personnel in them. You might see a special calling on their life. And none of us want our kids to be average. None of us want our kids to just repeat what we did, no matter if that's good or bad. We want to shoot them at the stars. We want to shoot them at the miracles of God, like yeah. that the future is not just you're born into something you need to survive. Come on. And I, I think that's a really powerful responsibility, by the way. If you're a believer and you're listening to this thing and you're a Jesus follower, the scripture says, your children shall be mighty in the land. It doesn't say, Psalm 112, too, your kids might be mighty in the land. They might be strong in the land. It says, they shall be. According to God, God's mind's already made up on the matter. Your kids ain't going to be weak. They're not going to be depressed. They don't need a face mask on them to feel bad about the way that they look or be afraid of germs or germaphobes or all no 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 your kids shall be mighty in the land and as a parent you got to get that inside of your psychology that if i've been tolerating this i need to raise the standard in my own home mm -hmm. and become a voice to my own family that my kids are going to be mighty yeah. and if you feel powerless to change your present you feel what angry depressed some of those four negative emotions what are we talking about fear worried condemned guilty and now those negative emotions make people feel like why try it if you feel like, man, I'm never going to overcome the allergies, I'm never going to conquer the debt, why even try? I'm never going to buy a house, I'll always be a renter. You're always a slave into what's happening around you. And God came to a guy named Ezekiel and says, Ezekiel, I'm going to give you a vision of everything that's off, that's disconnected, it's dry, it's withered, it's powerless, and it's not producing, and their own choices have created this, but I want you to look at this. And he asked him a question. It's amazing that God, who's all-knowing, all-powerful, all-wise, omnipresent, ask a man who he made in his image, yeah. can this nation, can these bones, can they live? Mm -hmm. Can they recover? Can they get animated again? Can they live again? I'm, maybe you're asking that kind of question. Can my marriage have passion and intimacy again? Yeah. Can I have connect with my, my parents? Maybe because they've been bitterness or broken marriages or whatever's going down. Can I live without depression again? Can I find health again from diabetes? Can I live again? Can I find a connection with God again? Maybe you became super religious, but you don't have a relationship with Jesus that's life-fulfilling and joyful and hopeful. And by the way, if you're a believer, you have a responsibility to be the happiest, most joyful, passionate people in the world. You're God's billboard. You're God's address. He lives in you. It's be, you got to act like it. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Don't know it in your head. Act like it. Smile. Let the world know you're alive. <laughs> but he asked Ezekiel, he goes, and I've, I've talked to you for a little bit, but he said, Ezekiel, can these bones live? And he says, I don't know. But God asked him a question to change his focus. Mm. Let me use this as a teaching point for a minute. When you change the questions you ask your mind, you change the focus of what you look at. Mm. If you start to look at this valley and go, you know what? This valley has a new influx of people coming in from Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, this valley struggles because we're allowing so much drug abuse on the streets. Well, that's easy to find. If you ask yourself bad questions, you end up in a bad spot because whatever you ask, mm. you receive. Right. Your mental mind goes, your mind goes onto a focus and what's wrong. But if I ask you, what's great about the valley? The beauty, the wonder, the lakes, the skiing. Come on. You have great farmland. We have great agriculture. We have great opportunity, all kinds of ethnicities. There's a hunger spiritually in the land. How many know you change the focus? You change the whole directive. It makes you more active as a man, a woman, a young person. It makes you a leader, not a follower in your city. 
Change your question, you change your life. Mm -hmm. Change your question, change your life. <laughs> but on. let me say this for a minute. That, I'm saying this a lot with a lot of passion if you're listening to me, but Ezekiel, he, God goes, can these live? And he goes, I don't know. And God goes, he goes, I want you to begin to speak to what's dead. All these people that are spiritually lifeless, relationally disconnected, emotionally disconnected, and letting the times they're in take them letting the emotional world around them, the barrenness, the unfruitfulness, the struggle, where they look at everything as hard, it's taking their mind, taking them out of their place of leading. I want you to begin to speak and prophesy, and that means to speak. You're always speaking your world into existence. You gotta speak it as you wish, not the way it is. Mm -hmm. Jesus had something powerful. You will have what you say. Not you'll have what you think, you'll have what you say. Not what you give, you'll have what you say. That's wow. Right. Oh, my gosh. Think about, man, your words, like Shakespeare said, your voice is your sword, sword. and you eat your words, the proverb says. Mm -hmm. Your words can liberate you or they can limit you. They mm -hmm. can break you out or they can bear bind you. How many know that's oh. true? How many of you spoke bad words over your family? You tell your spouse how unattractive you are. Man, then they one day they start believing you. And then you wonder why you have a passionless marriage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you start saying how old you are. It's amazing how oldness finds you. You feel tired and weak. You talk about how tired or how life is, how hard life is. And all of a sudden, hardness becomes your anthem. It becomes mm. the theme of your heart. Wow. Whereas you start talking about all the great blessings in your life, joy, gratefulness. Your eyes become illuminated to so much more beauty. That's why kids, you start talking to kids. And we stop and actually talk to kids rather than tell them what to yep, do. Yeah. And you ask kids, they see life so alive because no, they don't. So they don't true. have a vocabulary yet that curses everything around them. Come on. They have a vocabulary where yeah. they see everything as alive, so the Come world stays alive on. until some teacher or some parent beats it out of them, or some news channel talks it out of them. Ooh. Come on. And Man. so you're looking at this, and I want to finish this thing, and then we'll move on. But he says, Ezekiel, can these bones live? And he goes, I don't know, God says, they're going to live, but I need you to speak it into being. <laughs> what if there's words that are forever, God's already made up his mind about situations in your family, your home, and in this valley, and he's looking for you to become the voice? Mm -hmm. The Bible says angels go do the words of God that you speak, not the ones you think. You got to mm -hmm. think it before you speak it. But when you start setting your mind and you bring your mouth and your mind in agreement with God's word, miracles start happening. Mm -hmm. In Daniel, it says, the book of Daniel, Daniel 10, verse 12, that the angels came because of the words he spoke, not the prayer he prayed. Ooh. Wow. So could angels not be providing or doing things on your behalf because you're speaking so many words against God's system? I don't know about you. I want to change that. Wow. So a year ago, Matt, when I was here at the very first, at College Street, very first men's conference, I'd had a dream, and I was, you know, praying, pray early, early, early in the morning, and I had a dream laying down, and I saw this valley, and I saw a flag of victory being waved, where wind was blowing against a flag, and it was victory in this valley, and so much things that were infertile, things that were scarce, spiritual, but because of deprivation, it was a lack of spiritual activity mm. of the Holy Spirit. There was a lot of religious activity in this area. I see that there are a lot of devout people, but they're devout to religious concepts, not to a living presence of God. Whew. Not to an experience with Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus said, eternal life is knowing or experiencing God. 
not just going to heaven. Mm-hmm. It's experiencing God, John 17, 3, over and over and over. And that's what I love actually about this church, by the way. You guys provide an encounter where no matter where you are in your world, people can come here and actually experience mm-hmm. God. Thank you. When you're down and out, when yeah. you're bummed out, when things yeah. don't work, place of place of healing, place of hope, yeah. place of mental freedom, addictive freedom, yeah. place where professionals come in and they're jacked up and they made bad decisions. Maybe they're doing coke or maybe they're struggling with marriage and they find tools that are spiritual tools to push them yeah. beyond what natural limitations are there and give them beyond that. And God's grace does it. But you know, when in that vision that I saw, in that dream, excuse me, that I saw, I saw things that were dead emerging out of areas. So industry emerging, experiences, families coming back together, things that were just completely dead as this place, as this voice of the valley began to speak. Mm-hmm. And in this church, what God's going to use in this church and in this movement, I, you know, I prophesy that. He's going to use this to awaken people's ears that have been chopped off by religion. Because Peter chopped off, he represented Jesus, but he chopped off people's ears and they couldn't hear the voice of God because they only heard their pain. And Jesus reattached their ears so they could hear his voice again. God's going to use this voice to reattach people's ears to not hear religious sounds, but to hear the sound of the Spirit of God that's going to bring life and reconnect what's disconnected. Families are going to come back together. You're going to see divorce rates go down in this valley. Businesses and ideas are going to begin to flourish. Even tech ideas are going to flourish, not just real estate. Mm. The real estate will do well. And I believe the school system is going to be greatly impacted and effective where they're going to want a standard of excellence, all because the voice in the valley is about to emerge because God's found a voice he can partner with. Oh, wow. That's a mouthful. (laughs) Yeah, well, you heard it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, First to hear it, the first prophetic word on The Voice um, by Dr. Rex Crane here, uh, author, life coach, amazing father, husband, um, entrepreneur, and I could go on. Thanks for your nice good friend. No, <laughs> honestly, I like you, the husband and the dad, and I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a God man. I'm a Jesus you, man. You are a Jesus freak. <laughs> Jesus freak. That's Come on, like, you know. No, but you find ways that you know when he talks about like I came that you can have an abundant life, mm, like doesn't more abundantly. Sp- doesn't that speak to that's what Christ came two thousand years ago said? That's different, and without putting anybody down, that's different from the language of Hinduism. It's different from the language of Buddhism without putting anybody down because I know there's so many sincere people that follow different things. But you look at it, it's always based on self-achievement, self-effort, not Uh grace, but grit. And you can only go so far with grit. And I don't know about you, I recognize as a conscious human being that I need forgiveness. I need grace. And as a guy that speaks a lot in the world or in business or personal growth areas, I found that they offered a counterfeit. Mm. And that means universalism, that you can have all these blessings, all these, all God's goodness, but you don't ever have to admit that I need someone to forgive me, mm. to heal me. In other words, I don't answer to God. I am my own God. Wow. But the only challenge is that yeah. brings you back to the limitation of yourself. Absolutely. No matter how well-meaning Absolutely. you are, you're stuck and imprisoned to your... Li- yeah. And if even if psychologists are right and we use... 3% of our brain at a Almost. best. On a good day. On a good on day. On a good day. I don't know about you. How am I going to... <laughs> and it's not higher levels of consciousness that you're going to get there through. No, no, no. no. That's what's so powerful about God's mm. word. It changes yeah. your mind, but and so you can prove something different. But 
That's where the spiritual life wow. of Christ speaks to all. Wow. And that's why whether it be a Quran that talks about Jesus 22 times, yeah. whether that be, and it talks about the Jesus' ability to heal. Why didn't it talk about Muhammad's ability to heal? Hmm. Why in Buddhism, it's always Zen. Well, Zen, the whole goal of Zen is to you don't have any more desire. Well, wouldn't the goal be, don't you have desire? Isn't that what makes you alive? Isn't that what mm. gives you a personality? Yeah. That you have dreams and goals and you have passion and you have love. Yeah. I don't know about you. A life without desire is not life. That's a death. That's a death. I see that's too many people sentence. right now without desire. Yeah. And that's a slow, leaking death. Ooh, yeah. I want an eternal life. Come on. And that's what I love because you teach that. And the Bible says that he who has the son has eternal life. Not right. will get it when they die. No, has it. Has it right now. Yeah. That's too it's much It's in your chance. DNA. It's part yeah. of your identity. It is. Whoever's in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. The new has come. Yeah. And wow, the new, the word new means fresh, novel, mm. never existed before. And wouldn't that be awesome that you might live in a house where your old thoughts are, but you, you don't go back to the same spiritual address. Yeah. You're not the reference point of your own Come self. And I Lord. say that because there's always been a calling on people's lives that are listening to us. And that call is created, connected to the creator. That calling, God's not auditioning other people for that role. Mm -mm. He's not asking other people to fulfill your role. That's why it doesn't go away from you. Yeah. You were meant to carry it and give birth to it and wow. push it out and be able to work with God and experience that. But the only way you find the fulfillment in that is doing that in a relationship with him. So hopefully you've decided to take that relationship to the next level. If not, come find one here yeah. at College Street. You can actually have one that's really cool, organic, and there's not pressure to perform. You get the privilege to be. Wow. And um, so hopefully that uh, that helps a little bit here. <laughs> Oh man, I you know I think we could wrap it up with that. We go on and on about this. Um, you, you know, you, there is one thing that I'd like you just to touch on real, real, real quickly because you brought this up with the men. You, you said you can have a wishbone, but you need a backbone, and I, so I think this ties all in again to you know life and death and the power of the tongue. Those that love yeah. it is fruit. You know, like um, there's a there's a lot of people. They have good intentions, they have, but they have misdirection. You know, they, 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 they're, they're looking for their position, they're looking for their place, but how would you speak to that in terms of a lot of people out there, the road is paved with great intentions and wishes, uh, so is the graveyard. So yeah. how can we be the men that God's called us to be and, and, and rise up, speak to those things that aren't as though they, are, uh, as though they were, and how can we, how would you encourage somebody right now that's maybe listening to this, that like, hey, I want to be a man that has yeah. a backbone, not just a wishbone. Yeah. Number one, I think um, for all of us, let me know this, just if you feel defeat, if you feel, well, what if it doesn't work? If you mm -hmm. feel because you're so used to losing, let's create a winning streak in your life. And you do that by raising, elevating your own standard. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? How do you raise that bar in your own life? It's a decision for who I'm going to be, not what you're going to get in the world, but who you're going to be. Imagine if you gave a real, got real clear and named, here's three things I'm going to become more of in my life. It doesn't mean you're not them now, but here's three more. Proverbs 22, one says a good name or a reputation in life is chosen. It's not accidental. Weeds are accidental in your life. Mm. Flowers are very intentional. That's Fruits right. intentional. So making a choice that I'm going to raise the standard and I'm going to become more. That's something I do. I choose, well, I'm going to become, maybe it's more generous. Maybe it's more prayerful. Maybe it's become healthier. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's to become more present with your family. Maybe it's to become more sensitive 
to God. Maybe it's to choose joy. Whatever that is, choose character things that you become because then no matter what markets are happening, things are going on in the world, whether you're thriving or whether you're challenged, the fact that you're growing, you feel alive and you feel special. Think about that. You're most alive. You're most proud. You most want to talk about something where you're growing. So number one, I'd raise the standard. Then I'd look for what's the biggest limiting belief? What's the biggest belief Mm. that holds me back? Is it life's not fair? Is it people do you wrong? Well, how does that belief take advantage of you? I'm not enough. I'm unlovable. I'm not likable. Is it I fail too many times? Mm. What's the lie that you believe that holds you back the most? How does it hinder your life? What does it cost you? What does it steal from you? If you can really start to look at the biggest belief that holds you back, the thought that holds you back and what it robs from you, it'll make you internally angry. Hmm. It'll make you bothered on the inside. You say, I'm not going to live defined by that lie anymore. I'm going to break that lie. And for those of you who feel like, man, I just, I, my confidence is low right now. My com- you have had successes in your life. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how defeated. I'm saying that from a guy that's known defeats in his life, a lot of them. Yeah. And maybe that's why I win, because I know to go back to God. But I will say it like this way. I've also gone back to my wins in my life. I have overcome things. Mm-hmm. I have had days where I succeeded over thoughts, over negativity, where I overcame suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. anxiety thoughts, thoughts of quitting a million times, thoughts of overcoming divorce, overcoming disease in my family. Mm-hmm. I've had go back to those reference points and I go, what would I need to believe to succeed here now? Mm-hmm. What's Ooh, the one good. belief I need to that's believe good. now? Yep. It will immediately command courage in your present wow. while you build confidence wow. long-term. It will put courage into your present while you build confidence long-term. Mm. What do I need to believe here now? I'm loved. I'm forgiven. Maybe a belief I can encourage you to add is I am the righteousness of God. Yeah. And the more you verbalize that, you'll hack your biochemistry and it will get into your in the psychology of your mind, the more you confess that out loud, number one, you'll overcome the devil because he's the accuser that wants to condemn you and say you're not enough for God. Mm. And by declaring I am righteous, it will break the hold of sin conscious off you, failure minded off you, addiction minded off you, sickness minded off. All of a sudden a new dominion and a strength and an authority will rise within your mind. Or you could even start to use this. I say this over myself a lot. I am anointed. It's a Christian Mm. term. That means I have the ability of God's spirit and power. And the more I say that, more I feel chains break. I start saying that with faith because the Bible says you believe it, therefore speak it. Mm -hmm. Faith only works when you speak God's word. And you only rise to the level. If you just think it, but you don't speak it, your faith will not work for you according to the Bible. Mm-hmm. You'll have a faith from man, not a faith from God. The spirit of faith, it believes, therefore you speak. Mm, That's why on. you cannot be a believer without confessing that Jesus wow. is your Savior and wow. your Lord. When you confess it, it's made unto healing, salvation, freedom, and safety. Wow. Salvation, the word sozo. So I look at that as that, and then I put yourself in another environment. Get around other hungry people. Get around somebody in your life that knows how to pray. Get around someone that knows how to make good decisions. Get around people that are living in the light of eternity that aren't just so focused on what here and now in the immediate. People that want to make an eternal impact and significant. You get around them, your habits change, your palate changes. 
you want to start eating like them. Yep. You want to start making choices like them. Yeah. And economically, you make within $25,000 of the top six people you hang around. You want a different economic bracket. And this is just this is just natural knowledge from studies that have been done over and over. I think it was done by Yale or Stanford Business. You will find that if you want to change your economic bracket, you got to change your click. Mm. you got to ask yourself, are the people closest to me, are they parasites or are they partners? Woo. Are they just fondling me or are they forwarding me? <laughs> and you need to ask Come yourself, on. do they want just something from me or do they want something for me? Do they want to forward me? <laughs> and when you get around that environment, honor that. Don't be intimidated by that because mm. we're all sharpening our game. There's yeah. wisdom that they can grow from you. Yeah. But being in those environments is what stretches you. And that's usually what intimidates. And a yeah. man doesn't want to feel inferior. Mm, but this no. is where a person can man up. This is where a yeah. woman can emerge and become a voice in the valley. They get around other people said, yeah, I have struggles. Yes, mm. I do go through battles. Yes, I do have ups and downs days. I do have those days. I just don't stay there. Okay? Mm. We on. all have them. We just don't yeah. stay there. Yeah. But while we're going and getting better and going through an element of recovery, as my mentor you said years ago, you go through discovery. We're helping other people. Mm -hmm. We're creating something. Yeah. We're healing something. Yeah. We're fixing something. And when that environment, life becomes so juicy because you're building something where it's not the all eyes is just how you feel all day long. Wow. So today you have a choice before you. Yeah. You can choose all day long to be pitiful, mm -hmm. to blame everybody, to blame events in your life, to blame the people that failed you, to blame yourself. But blaming gives you no options other mm -hmm. than suffering. Come on. Because it focuses on your loss. It focuses on how you're less. And it focuses on how never things will never be great for you. Mm. Don't live in suffering. Life's too short to suffer. Yeah. Let today be a day that you make a new decision. I'm not going to be in a pitiful state. I, why? Because pity just builds a monument of worship around what did not work in oh, your life. Oh, come on. Stop worshiping the pain. Yeah. Stop worshiping what's wrong. Stop yeah. worshiping the divorce. Stop yeah. worshiping the bankruptcy. Stop worshiping what the, the news and the media yeah. is. Heck, your life's too important to waste your life, your one special life. Mm -hmm. And if you say, man, I need reinvention today, say, God, I need help. Yeah, and you start cool. declaring this over your own self, this will end well. Wow. It might not be well right now, but this is gonna end well if Jesus well. is involved. My health might not be well, but it's gonna end well. My relationships might not be well, but they're gonna end well. And that vision for the future will bring power to your present, and that will allow you to escape the snares of hopelessness and restore power to the withered area of your life. And when you start saying things are gonna be well, this is gonna end well, try it at your house, try it at home, try it around your kids, this is gonna end well. Your grades are gonna end well. Come on, grandkid, you'll, you, this is gonna, our city's gonna end well. Come on, our things in the street. Will you become that kind of a voice? You become the person of influence. Wow. Always remember, the person with the most hope has the most influence. Come on. You want to have the most influence in your career? You want to have the most influence in a job? It's not out of the griping and complaining, no matter how smart you are. The person with the most hope has the most influence. Decide today to raise that standard, challenge that limiting belief, break that stronghold, choose to agree with God, identify with what he says about you. Don't identify as something's wrong with me. Don't identify with the medical. That might be what you're battling. Don't let that become your identity. Shift that belief and say, you know what? Today I am forgiven. Today I am healed because God's word says I am. Don't, let, don't serve the God of your feelings. Serve the the God of the Bible. Don't be that you only know God through his word, not through your feelings. 
and then get around other hungry people. Mm -hmm. Get around people that see a better future, talk a better future, plan a better future, and they have habits of a better future. And what's going to happen? It's going to rub off on your life. And a year from now, life will taste, feel, smell so much richer, wealthier, more passionate, more loving. It's time to reveal the best part of your life. Woo-wee. Come on. Well, thank you, Rex. Uh, Don't forget, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you have a voice. If you want to change your conditions, start with your confession. Thank you so much, uh, Rex Crane, uh, for coming on today. And look forward to doing this again very soon. Bless you, brother. Appreciate you.